you watch this show normally, you know that we touch on a major theme of the stigma associated with cannabis. The idea that anybody that smokes weed is sitting on their couch, eating Cheetos, not contributing to the world. But that's just not the case. That's not how I am, and that's probably not how you are. Uh, most of the people that I know that consume cannabis also get their shit done. And I think that's okay. That's one of the big things that we push for in this industry is destigmatizing the idea of consuming cannabis. So what we've done is gone back through all the old episodes and found the best clips about this topic, whether they're growers or investors or founders or doctors, they all had a similar message, which is you can like to consume cannabis and still get your shit done. I hope that you relate to it. I hope that you enjoy the episode, guys. Thanks for watching and get acquainted. Cannabis is for everyone. It's uh, everyone, especially in the tech world, you know, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of people have insomnia, uh, migraines are prevalent, um, all these things that cannabis helped uh, for, for a lot of our, our founder batchmates. Talk about a little bit more about the cannabis community. I mean, I think that's one thing that you guys really have hit on the head mm -hmm. with the events and as opposed to some others that maybe are just still slanging weed, you know? It's, yeah. it's a different kind of mentality. Yeah, uh, you know, I think what's really amazing about the, the community is how, uh, how open and warm and, uh, and generous they are, right? I think uh, everyone in this uh, is in it together. It's, uh, it's not so much me against you, it's us together helping to enlighten other, others that may or not be, uh, that may be ignorant of, of all the things that uh, cannabis can help with. So we're stronger together. And what's really great is focusing on um, building those relationships, enabling people to meet and build those bonds is, is gonna help everybody. And uh, it's really great to hang out with like-minded people. Just like finding um, our tribe within YC, we have a tribe within the, the cannabis community of very like-minded people that want to see it in a, in a very elevated and enlightened state of where it currently is. Mm -hmm. you know, we had a patient uh, last month that um, hasn't smoked at all, ever, in her whole life. Uh, had migraines constantly, once every, twice every, three, three times a day, right? And we were telling her about, hey, why don't you try tinctures? Uh, these one-to-one -one, uh, THC to CBD tinctures that should you know, help bring uh, those migraines uh, you know, down. And she ended up getting a recommendation, still hasn't smoked, mm -hmm. bought uh, a few tinctures and, and tried it out and hasn't had a migraine in three months now. Mm. Uh, and so we, we checked in with her last month and you know, I'm assuming it's been four months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's someone like that that you would never think is a, a, a cannabis smoker but has so many more applications that can apply to other people. And you're seeing that movement happen with uh, kids with epilepsy. You're seeing that happen more with uh, veterans with PTSD. Uh, there's so many different conditions and this plant can really help. And dispensaries, yes, we do need dispensaries because um 
there's something about that retail slow service that's really important for people when they're making their decision. And it's also how people get introduced to new products. And besides that, the dispensaries are a funnel for information. Like we need people to come in so we can tell them about the rally, the protest, the, the law that we need help, make the call, yeah, get in the, the customer relationship management stuff so we can mail you out important topics that you need to know to protect yourself and to yeah. help other people. And then what happens at the dispensaries that I belong to, um, we follow the wellness model. Uh, so you get something else besides just cannabis, yeah, free services, there might be massage therapy, something yeah. like this. There might be a comfortable atmosphere, like you're saying. We used to go to places where we'd hang out and feel very dignified drinking a coffee and smoking our cannabis. Mm -hmm. um, that type of stuff I really love. I think in the future we're gonna see more smoking lounges come on board as the stigma I and the fear. So. Me too. I hope so, Holy yeah. cow. You know, I'm, I'm often disappointed. Like, uh, it's Saturday morning. Last night I went out, right? And the I like to drink alcohol as well, not nearly as much as I like cannabis. Mm -hmm. But there's just this expectation, particularly among young people, like, well, let's go out and get really drunk. And I'm like, I mean, why is that the better solution? You know, who decided that th that was the right drug to pick, right? Because it's a drug. We're all, we're all talking about drugs, right? I mean, coffee's a drug, right? So, um, yeah, no, I, I really do hope that that stigma sort of continues to evolve. What do you, what do you think needs to happen? I mean, are we going to have to be recreational in California before people are, are more comfortable with it? That's a good question. What is going to happen? Well, for example, I threw this party recently at a nightclub in San Francisco, and they let us set up a cannabis bar. That we had the alcohol bar, we had the cannabis bar. What a great idea. I mean, I'd be going out to nightclubs more often if yeah. they had an alcohol bar and a cannabis yeah, bar. That Maybe that's the future, that we're going to be able to go out and choose which bar we go to. Yeah. Perfect. Why not have both and have options? And then I moved down to my left hip. I had it in two locations in my hip, and I was in a wheelchair for most of the part of a year. And then about six months after I started walking again, I it moved up between my left lung and my heart. I have a big scar here. and. That's when my mom uh, really started considering giving me cannabis. I was going through chemotherapy and radiation simultaneously. Mm. And my mom uh, was sitting in a doctor's office and there was a good housekeeping magazine. I actually got a copy of it because I sort of didn't believe her. But uh, it was February of 1978 and it was a cancer issue. And she picked it up and found a piece in the doctor's column that talked about uh, cancer being uh, treated or chemotherapy patients using cannabis to help them through treatment. So my mother brought it in to my pediatrician who was fairly open-minded and had already been through so much with me. And at that point, when I had it between my left lung and my heart, it was probably the most precarious position that I'd had it in. And they felt like it, you know, potentially was going to be fatal. And he, you know, wasn't against it. So the way it happened was my mom on the way home from the doctor's visit literally, you know, had me you know, basically sit down lower than the door still and gave me a joint and oh, said, wow. sip it like a straw. And what age are you again at this point? I was nine. You were nine? I was nine, yeah. But I was coming home from chemotherapy and radiation. Yeah. So, um, and you I were was, in tremendous pain, right? Well, is, is yeah, more nauseous and dizzy. Okay. Yeah. Um, they. The chemo makes you very nauseous, and the radiation treatments make you very dizzy and weak feeling because it's uh, it's what it was back then. And when we got home, I, I felt pretty good. I wanted spinach, and uh, my mom was stoned and thought, "What did I do?" And called my doctor, and he was cool. And I, you know, she tells me later, and he said, "You know, tomorrow don't do it and see how he reacts." And so the next day, I went through my treatment and. Uh, on the way home, I didn't smoke, I was feeling horrible, and she sent me up to my room, and she called my doctor and said, 
back to feeling horrible. And he said, well, go upstairs and give him some. So my mom came upstairs with a joint and she had her own joint and we sat on the floor and we started smoking. And um, I put on Don McLean, American Pie, a little 45, I had to flip <laughs> it over. I, me and my mom sat there getting high. And, I, and honestly, I, I, I felt anyone that's going through the treatment, you know, they talk about how cannabis or marijuana gets you high. Well, if you're if if you're going if this is normal and you're going through a feeling of low, mm. you know, getting high is barely hitting normal for yeah. for someone going through depression and physical trauma, and it, it helped me a lot. And my mom went downstairs, made me some spinach, and why spinach? That that's your munchie of choice. I don't know, man. I thought Popeye was cool. I guess uh, <laughs> I did. I liked buttered, sautéed spinach. Who who would have thought the stoner choice of <laughs> munchies? But. <laughs> I truthfully believe that if more people had the ability to experience cannabis like I did, that their lives would be better and that society would be happier and it would be less angry and there'd be less drinking and there'd be less pharmaceutical use and less cigarette use and this whole vibe would be a lot different. I rebelled against my parents by going to corporate jobs and working for big corporations mm. and becoming a, a manager. Uh, I, I spent most of my time in hospitality, owned a restaurant, worked in hotels, uh, as, as well as broadline distribution, eventually research and development. Uh, also spent some time uh, working in the medical field for a short time and also retail uh, as a district manager. The result was I understood a commodity from the end user all the way up to the boardroom table where they were thinking it up in the first place. Yep. And all of the best practices that went into the how to move it around. What I was lacking at a certain point was the will to do it anymore. All I was doing was enriching this company's bottom line. And I got to this point where, as the headhunter and the troubleshooter, I couldn't look someone in the eye and say, you need to come work for us. Mm. This is what you should do. Mm. And so I had a crisis of conscience. You didn't believe what you were selling anymore. I couldn't yeah. sell it. The yeah. second I didn't believe it anymore, yeah. I couldn't sell it. Yeah. I just couldn't even do it to another human being. Yeah. And so a friend of mine had been talking to me for a year and a half saying this doctor down in Southern California needs a business manager. Why don't you move to California? The one state I swore I'd never move back to <laughs> for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I took the leap. I gave my notice um, and uh, moved to Southern California and uh, started working with patients. And it was in that those first few weeks of doing the research to realize that the patients are walking into a black hole. The doctors are not allowed to tell them what medicine, where to find it, how much even. And so the doctors didn't know where are my boundaries, what am I allowed to do? And once I started learning just the basic business of what I needed to know to manage these doctors, by that point I was hooked. Mm. What had happened in the meantime, however, was my grandmother had died. Mm. And I never told her what I was going to do, partially because I was ashamed. I didn't know how to talk about it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving my 401k and my vested career to go work with cannabis in California? Yeah. What? And so in those two weeks um, of moving, I just couldn't figure out how to tell her. And then, you know, the unexpected happens in the next few years I met so many people like her and realized that instead of sneaking out back to smoke my bowl when I went to visit I should have been sitting down at the kitchen table and sharing it with her with her yeah 
and I miss that chance. Yeah. Try to help others be brave. Yeah. Tell their story. Yeah. Yeah. Before it's too late. No, that's an amazing story. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing it with well, us. Well, and and I want to say that this is often what's most important because I found.